When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. West Cork Beard Company make beard oil and beard balm for a strong, healthy, great-looking beard. Handmade from all natural ingredients in Clonakilty, West Cork. Check out their YouTube channel for beard care tips and advice. Or catch them online at westcorkbeardcompany.ie For gooners everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Arsenal videos and podcasts. Download the free Gunners app now from the App Store and Google Play. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you may be. Welcome back to the same old Arsenal podcast, episode 109, room 101. Well, we call it room 101. Um, That's the basis of it. But basically, we're going to have a chat about things that get on our nerves, um, about Arsenal and football in general. And then we'll have a chat about whether... It deserves to go into room one, one room one hundred one or not. Um, that's about it, really. Hope you're all well. Hello to you all in the chat box already. Um, hope you're all staying in and you're not going out anywhere. You naughty, naughty people. Just like here in Ireland, we're only allowed to go two kilometres away from our house um, if we're exercising. Not allowed to go out unless I'm going to the chemist, going to the doctors, or going to the shops. So the wife has had me up the ladders since Monday. And literally, I'm literally down, just down from the ladders, literally. I've, I've still got paint on my hands. You've got a nice suntan um, as well, Craig. Have I? I think, I, yeah. I think that's just the camera. I, I, I've been messing with the camera settings to make me look like a bit of an Adonis. So, <laughs> I'm glad it's <laughs> worked. Harry thinks I look, Harry thinks I look well, good. Well, Harry, 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 well, what can you say about Harry? <laughs> He's not, a good-looking boy, isn't he? Well, I, I he's you not what, my flavour in a month at the moment after he beat me last week. I'm still not Oh, him. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. Shock me Unbelievable out, scenes, Lee. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable scenes. How are you, judges, anyway? How are you? Do you know what? I'm all right. I'm all right. But I was just saying before I come, I'm having a bad day today. It's just, you know, for the first first day, it's just uh, got me down a little bit today. Staying in? Yeah, I just don't. well, I've 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 watched all the like all my um, Netflix ones that have been recommended, and that I've gone through now. Bulletproof being the last one, uh, I think it was so good. Bulletproof that um, 
yeah, I've run out of razors, yeah. Like, you know, so, uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm growing a beard. I'll tell you, I ain't, I'm going to say I'm growing a beard just for just because for the fun of it. It's just because to try and keep me entertained. Well, I you actually I mean? like That's the it. way. I actually like the way that it's kind of brown down the side and white across the top. It's kind of a two tone. Yeah, yeah, just it's just great, isn't it? <laughs> it's just it looks good. So yeah, like, I've had people say it looks good. People say it looks uh, looks a bit older. So uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going out nowhere, so it don't really matter. So that's why I thought like, I'll, I'll do it. You know, I'm certainly wouldn't doing it any other time. But um, yeah, so why not? So yeah, so now I think maybe because I finished watching Bulletproof last night, and um, because there's no more, I've got a little bit of depression. It was that good, but I don't know. But other than that, Did you finished Luther. Yeah, went through Luther within a few few uh, few days. That as well. That was great. But, you know, so if anybody can get on the chat and recommend some decent... Um, Already have. To watch. Line of Duty, have you watched that yet? Oh, I've watched that, yeah. Oh, have you? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, sorry. I'll tell you what I am watching now, if anybody hasn't seen it, all right? It's called Sunderland Till I Die. It's about... Uh, yes, Sunderland I've seen through that. The season. Absolutely brilliant, like, you know. I can't so, wait for the Tottenham one. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, I'll be subscribing. <laughs> yeah. What a year to do a Tottenham documentary. Uh, oh, my the gift, God. The gift that keeps on giving, isn't it? You like, couldn't, you know, make, it up. Up, you couldn't you make it up. You couldn't make it up, right? You know, so um, I've watched Power. That's a very, very good part. I've watched Power. So, um, well, I started watching Power, but it's too it's too much rudeness in that for me. Power's I've just got to go. I've got to go. Hold on one second. I've got to <laughs> knock at the door. Oh, have you? No problem. Uh, yeah, it's a bit rude, isn't it? Every 10 minutes, people are having sex all the time. It does calm that calms down though in the later series, I think. It does. Oh, does, yeah. does he get married? No, it just calms down in general. Oh, right. I thought you asked yeah. what happens when you get married. Dan, how are you? Yeah, well, thank you, mate. I've completed Netflix. I think most of the stuff that people are saying I've watched, to be fair, Sons of Anarchy, I started watching, but then the, it went off as I was about to get into it. But I've watched all the ones that Judges has watched. I'm into Bulletproof at the moment as well. Like Judges said, this is a good one. He rang me up that night ago and said, you watch Bulletproof? And I said, no. So I'm just coming to the end of the first one of that. Got another season of that. But apart from that, mate, it's all been pretty chilled out. I'll get to work from home, so I'm quite lucky. So I'm one of the lucky ones. So I can't complain really, mate. As much as it is a bit of a sorry time for some people, I'm one of the lucky ones. So um, I yeah. certainly can't complain. Yeah, I lost my job, actually, last week. Um, yeah, no, I'm sorry to hear that, mate. That's, you know, these things happen. Couldn't No one no one, no one saw this coming. Um, I'm sure one day I shall be back. I'm sure, well, I hope. Knock on wood, it's temporary. Um, but, hey, if it's not, we move forward, don't we? We, we, we go again. Harry, how are you, yeah. sir? Yeah, not too bad, man. Not too bad. Uh, this thing's getting to me a little bit as well, the not going out. Um not so much, you know what? I probably would have stayed home the last couple of weekends anyway, um, because I had things to do, but it's just the fact that you're being told that you shouldn't, it, it changes things, doesn't it? Yeah. And I know that safety is the most important thing here, but the fact that there's no sport as well is definitely not helping because I've realized how much I rely on sport to like unwind and, and have it as downtime. And as you can see, I needed a haircut so badly that I attacked it myself with the clippers. So Thought, here we go. Oh, there you go. At least you've done something. I mean, I don't know about this. What do people who don't like football do at the weekend? Oh, I, I don't, I, honestly, I what don't do know. What do they do? It's Not just football, any sport. Yeah. What do they do at the weekend? Goodness me. 
Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, look, let's get on with things. Um, Dan, give me your first thing. I mean, look, we said it's room 101. Let's kind of change the goalpost a little bit. It, you know, things that get on our nerves, things that grind our gears, um, things that give us the ump. Give us your first one, Dan, and let, let's discuss. The first one is one that I am quite passionate about, and I have brought up kind of before lightly. This one I'm going to delve a bit deeper into, and that is poor recruitment at Arsenal. That, for me, has been one of our biggest problems over the last 10 to 15 years. And there's so many individual players that I can go into, but what I want to do is kind of not reel all these horrendous players off because there is so many of them and it would just be a waste of time and, and be very depressing. But I want to try and compare what we could have had. And as much as it's easy to say we could have had, we realistically could have had. So I think for me, it goes right the way back um, to the hybrid days where we had players on trial where we had Ronaldo walking around our ground, Ibrahimovic at a trial, Yaya Torre at a trial. But that doesn't really frustrate me so much. Those sort of things happen at all clubs all around the, all around the world. It just didn't happen for, for a reason. Where it starts is the Luis Suarez thing for me. How you can't get a world-class elite striker who's already doing it in the Premier League for the sake of offering one pound more to try and get their release clause. That for me, it, it goes back further than that. But that was the main one for me that I thought, do you know what? This club are in trouble when it comes to recruitment. They just cannot get that kind of player over the line. And I think then it went into the Leicester uh, season where they won the league. And we ended up with a defensive midfielder and a centre-half, which we still need, by the way. And we ended up getting Granite Chaka and Squadron Mustafi when Chelsea got Angolo Kante, who were out of the champ out of the Champions League at the time, by the way, Chelsea, when Kante went there. And Van Dyke was at Celtic and he went to Southampton for twelve million pounds. If we would have had Van Dyke and Kante in our team for the last five years, which it will be now we would be a different side. Might not win the league, but we would 100% compete, in my opinion, because they them two positions defensively would stabilise us and in midfield it would balance us as well. N'Golo Kante and Van Dijk are two, in my opinion, of the best in the world in their position. We've got Skodran Mustafi and Granit Xhaka, who we can't give away for nothing. Nobody wants them. Look at these players. Nobody wants these players. There's hardly been any interest for any of these players anywhere at all. Everybody else wants our players that are Aubameyang, that are even Lacazette gets it mentioned. Look at these players. They're stuck with them. Nobody wants Elneny. Mkhitaryan stinking out the place on 180 grand a week. Kalasanach, 125 grand a week at left back. Mustafi, even Socrates. We've got players that have come and go that just didn't work out like Dennis Suarez, Lichsteiner. What is going on with these players? And do you know what the worst thing about it is? Luis Suarez didn't come that season. We needed a striker. We didn't get Luis Suarez. Who did we buy instead? Yaya Sanogo. That's who we got <laughs> instead of Luis Suarez. So how people can sit there and say that we're okay with the recruitment and amazing players we've brought in the past is beyond me because we have still, and I know Lee's going to bring it, bring this up in, in a little while, we have got, apart from Lauren Koscielny and maybe Thomas for Marlon, and I'll give you Murta Saka, I can reel off 30 bad players that have played right back, left back and centre back. 
So I look at the situation and think, what is wrong with our recruitment? Why are we going for the same style of player? And why is it that we have let so many opportunities go? Even Cesc Fabregas didn't bring him back because we had Meza Ozil, who is the best number 10 in the world and this amazing creativity player. Why did we not bring Cesc Fabregas back, who's not a player like that? He would have complimented Meza Ozil, in my opinion. So I look at the lack of recruitment and, for me, go straight into Room 101 because it has been nothing short of piss poor. Yeah, Lee, I mean, <laughs> if you're going to put something into Room 101, poor, recruit, poor recruitment's going in. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. That, that, that yeah. Luis Suarez debacle was, was very embarrassing, wasn't it? Yeah, because, you know, um, listen, if the re- whether there was a release cause or not, I think there's, there's different um, things on that. But the, the fact of the matter is that once you went one forty pound and uh, forty million and a pound, it was just taking the Mickey out of Liverpool. You know what I mean? That that's what it done. You, you know, and and quite rightly, if, if that was um, if that was Liverpool, say like it was someone doing that with I don't know uh, a Bamiang with us, we'd be getting it the ump with it as well. You know, so you know, at the end of the day, Arsenal should have gone in there forty five million or fifty million, and we'd have got the deal done. But it's just, it's it's not as as Dan says. It's not just that deal. It's it's been going on for far too long. Even now, you know, seventy five million or how much it was seventy four million for Pepe. You know, it's ridiculous. It's it's absolutely ridiculous. We pay over the odds for certain players. The the, the cheapness of of the defenders that we buy is incredible. You know, I, I would I would be more. Um, you know, I, I, I said I don't know what's going to go on, but like seventy-five million to, to, to get two central defenders is what I want. You know, and um, it just happens time and time again. Look, there have been some decent signings through coming through the ranks and all that, like as well. But you you have to look at it and think, you know, if you are going to keep skin flint in all, you will. The chances are, yeah, you're going to pull out a gem every now and then. But nine times out of ten, there are going to be what they are the, for the reason that they're they're low budget is because they are what they are i can't argue you, you know people will come back and say well what about the martinelli one that's an unbelievable one martinelli absolutely fantastic you know you can't argue with that but i look at the defenders that we bought in over the over the years you know i, I can i can i can't name a decent defender that we've had probably Van marlon was probably the the one but like every everything at arsenal we were talking about this the other day, me and Dan, about doing a a one to eleven with Arsenal players that have been out injured over a year. It'd be an unbelievable team because he'd be in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he had about a year out, uh, and so yeah, I, I can't I can't argue with that. And, and the fact of the matter is, this has been going on for ten years now, and, and the people still at the club who who does this, we don't know. Uh, you, it's just a disappointing one, you know. Someone's just saying there that you know. Um, we yeah, we should never have done the business with with, with Liverpool with, with Oxlade Chamberlain because of what happened with Louis Suarez, as Lee's saying in the chat. But the fact of the matter is, um, I don't think we had a choice, and um, they got their man, didn't they? They they you know, that's the, the annoying thing about it. Liverpool wanted Chamberlain, they got him. We wanted Suarez, we don't get him. And uh, you know, and even that on on the Sunday we played um, Liverpool, got smashed four 0 and on the Monday he's a Liverpool player. You, you, there was there's so many things you can go on about recruitment, how it's run and how it's done. Mickey Mouse comes to mind. Over to you, Harry. 
Yeah, absolutely. Harry, I mean, would you, you know, with things that have happened now, I mean, I know it's hard to say, but would you have rather, you know, no one could, Dan mentions Van Dyke there going to Southampton for 12 million from, uh, from Celtic. There's no, no way we knew that a player like Van Dyke was going to turn out as good as he's, as, as, I mean, he was good, but I mean, the way he's turned out over the last couple of seasons, no one, no one could have predicted how good he was going to turn out. Um, and, and Kante as well. I mean, good at Leicester. He was good at Leicester. He's been, he's been very good at Chelsea, but I mean, the rumours are that Kante was available to us for £20 million. This is the thing. You, It's very easy to look back in hindsight and say, you know, we should have signed this player and we should have signed that player. And as fans, we're not to know how these players are going to develop. We can have an idea, we can guess. But the, the point here is that it's the people that are in charge of the recruitment's job to know these things. And it's not happened and they've not got it right over the years. I think also, though, at Arsenal, it's been a case of not just bad recruitment, but bad management as well. Um, that I absolutely adore Arsene Wenger, but towards the end, he lost the plot. Um, Unai Emery, for me, as you guys know, I thought he was in absolute shambles. I think his management was poor. Did you? Yeah, yeah just a bit. <laughs> and, and, and the fact that since he's gone, you're seeing some of these players that you would class as bad recruitment, so the Xhaka's, the Mustafis, you've seen them improve, suggests that it is a, a problem on both sides of the fence. So it's the recruitment's bad, but also the management's bad. And you can make up for poor recruitment slightly with a good manager. Uh, and, you know, and a good manager can make up for bad recruitment. So each, the, the two things go hand in hand and they complement each other. So I, I think you're absolutely right to say that the recruitment hasn't been where it needs to be. We've paid over the odds for certain players. Um, I won't repeat the names again, but there's players that we've paid well over the odds for which has then hindered us in doing other business. Um, and the club just as a whole has been run really, really poorly for quite some time now. And this is just one of the many things uh, that, that's not been up to standard. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think we can all agree um, that if I had a a Room 101 thing here... <laughs> I like it. like the action. Uh, yeah, that I haven't got. Recruitment, poor recruitment goes into Room 101. It's hey. in. Yeah, without a doubt. Lee Judges, what's your... Well, I, I, I'm just, you know, putting it out here like uh, VAR is just, for me, as a, as a watching fan and goes to games and that, it's just ruined it all. It's just ruined my, my footballing um, experience, really. I don't celebrate goals because you're waiting to see them on the screen. Um, you're, you don't, when you're at the games, you don't even know what's going on. Um and I think VAR could be a good thing if it's run properly. So it's it's run by um, absolutely incompetent people. Um, the, the the person in charge of it all is um, Mr. Mike Riley. 2005, I can't watch a game of football where we was absolutely conned out of a game of football because of him in refereeing that game. And, and what is he's, he's, he's in charge of it all. And it just sums it all up for me. It's just... Um, yeah, the offside rule now. You know, if you're a if you're an, a millimeter on, or your, your stud is, you know, um, or your, your your lace is onside, it's it's just absolutely. And I also think it opens up corruption because I've seen some of them when I think, well, that's definitely onside, and some may have got the ruler to make that it ain't, and then other times you think it is, and they've made it till they haven't. And then I think when was the last game? 
uh, against West Ham, um, against Arsenal. You could clearly see uh, that it was onside after 20 seconds when I got home. Four and a half minutes later, they're still yeah. trying to make it offside. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just, absolutely. I just think that it's it's corrupt. You know, and in fact, it's just ruined. Um, you know, and then obviously the coronavirus has, has absolutely put pay to it all. But I wasn't enjoying football going to games as much because you celebrate and then all of a sudden, um, you know, hold on a minute, it's offside, and and then you know, I, I remember being up at Old Trafford, um, me, me and Kevin and. Oh, Aubameyang got offside. Was just saying, just get on with it. He's offside. He's offside. You know, come on, get on with it. And then they put it up on the thing that it was, it was going to be a goal. And then when you looked at it, um, about four yards onside. He's about four yards onside. <laughs> you know, what I mean, do you really need VAR? It's the incompetence of the referees and linesmen who are running it all that are making it just. Mm. It's just a shambles. Yeah. It's an absolute shambles. You know, when you go tennis, I love me tennis and. You know, that's why I'm probably a little bit disappointed again today, come to think of it, because they're going to um, get rid of Wimbledon. And one of the highlights of my summer, that is going there. And um, they, they, do, they do it with the, um, you know, if the ball's in or out, they get all the fans involved in it and it's a great thing and you can't argue with it. Mm. But even now with this VAR, there's so many things that you still can argue about and it's not, you know, it's not, not, not the truth. The, the goal line technology, you know that it's it's off, right? There was one the other day I was watching, and this is the last bit of it. It goes off for a corner. You can clearly see it comes off of the forward, right? We can't get involved in that, they say. The corner comes over and they score. You know what I mean? And you think, well, what is going on? You know, it's a That was the League Cup thing. final, wasn't it? That was the League Cup final, Villa yeah. versus League City. Cup final, oh, right. yeah, against, yeah. Exactly. Massive game, yeah. Massive game massive as well. Game massive game. Cup final. And, oh, no, we're not going to get involved in that. It completely changes the game. And you think to yourself, well, well hold on a minute. You can get involved in, in that. I'm going to bring it up now because I watched it the other day. Um, Song's little uh, flick out against um, Chelsea, you know. And then, I, I, come on, I, I hate Spurs. I'm glad he got sent off and I'm, I'm happy that he did. But then I watched Maguire about two weeks after that. It's completely, you know, a hundred times worse and, and nothing's done. Mm. And, and it's just an absolute joke. And it, it's and the I inconsistency, think, I think, yeah. Lee, that frustrates everyone. Yeah. Um, Harry, I, what, like, what my, my biggest gripe with VAR is everything that Lee said, right? But my biggest gripe with VAR is why the Premier League referees don't use the screen. It works at the World Cup. I thought it worked very well at the World Cup and I was very impressed with it at the World Cup because the, every single time there was a decision to be made, it was the referee that made the decision. The boys, the, obviously the boys in the studio or wherever they are, I'd said to the ref, I'm going to call that back there, have a look on the screen. I think there was a handball or I think that was a foul or I think it was offside. I need you to go and have a look and make a decision. In the Premier League, it's not the referees that are making those decisions. It's the people in these offices or studios or wherever they are, they're making the decisions. The referees are not having a say. Why are the referees not using the screens, Harry? It's just pure arrogance on the Premier League's part because everybody else implemented VAR prior to, to us doing it here. It was working in Italy for a couple of years before uh, they brought it into the Premier League. I think La Liga had it for a year before we did. There was uh, Germany had it. And why they've decided to go down another route, a route, 
different to the one that's been tried and tested makes absolutely no sense to me. I think the judge said it on a previous episode that the referees are just going to get worse because they're not making calls. They're not doing anything. They're literally just watching things go by and thinking, if I get this wrong, it's okay because there's a safety net. It's mm. it's going to damage the standard of refereeing unless you keep the responsibility on that man. You know, people used to say that they didn't want them to go to the screen because it takes time. Well, it takes a bloody age sometimes to get the right decision without them going to the screen. So let the referee go and have a look. And at the very least, you will get a consistency within the 90 minutes of football that you're watching. That's all you can ask for. The nature of football is that there will always be debate. There will always be subjective decisions. That's why it's different to tennis and it's harder to implement than it is in tennis because it's not just in or out. There's so many subjective things. But if the one man is making the decisions throughout, then at least that one man is consistent within that game that you're watching. He might get it different the next week, but at least within that 90 minutes, you have some sort of consistency. And it drives me mad to think that the Premier League watched it being implemented around the world and thought, oh, you know what? We're better than that. We're not going to do it like that. We're going to do it our way. Well, their way is flawed. It's an absolute mess. And it's in danger of turning one of the best spectacles in world football in the Premier League into a laughing stock unless they hurry up and sort it out and join everybody else in using what is an excellent tool properly to its full potential and improving the game. Absolutely, mate. Well said. I mean, this is supposed to stop controversy, Dan. Um, And and it's been one of the most controversial seasons yet. Well, it was was one of the most controversial seasons. Well, who knows? Until now. That's another story. (laughs) That's another story. But yeah, it has been very controversial. I've only got three things to say on it. Firstly, he's always been mentioned, already been mentioned. The referee should make the decision and go and look at the screen, 100%. Secondly, the rules need to be clear because they're grey at the moment. They're not black and white. No one knows what offside really is. Is it a toe? Is it a yard? Is it a, a gap? No one knows. The handball rule, that's got to be looked at because that's very grey at the moment. No one quite understands what, what a handball is and what a handball isn't. And the other thing is, for for that's a spectator who, who is who me and Lee, <laughs> who, who uh, number four... <laughs> <laughs> what me and Lee will agree with as spectators who go to the games and Harry we don't know what the hell's going on mm. when VAR's there so well, let, me tell, let, 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 let me tell you as a spectator on the armchair it's the same it's yeah. the same thing I used to jump, you know, thing is, I used to jump out my armchair now I, can, now I don't <laughs> but at least you get the replays there because you can see what they're blown for at the grounds yeah. we don't even get the replays on the screen so we just sit the, there not have a clue what's going on the one, and the that's one what that, I hate the one that Lee mentioned the West Ham one you could see that that wasn't offside without a line. You could see it wasn't offside without wow, a line crazy. being drawn. It's crazy. As soon it as really it came up, I said that that ain't offside. As mm. soon as it came up. And I think the referees are getting a lot of stick here. It's a hard job as it is. There is a little bit of inconsistency with it. But, for example, the La Celso one, uh, the stamp the other the other month, everyone was blaming the referee for, for, for stuff like that. You look at that... <laughs> You look at that and you think, do you know what? Like this actually is the old man in his in his van flogging his dolphin looking at replays. Because this is not the referee's fault, um, in my opinion. So as much as it is inconsistent at times, I think the the people that stock your park, it ain't worked and that's got to be changed. So and, and yeah. And that you have to say that with with that one with the Celso one, that, that the game's going on and they're making out 
oh, we got this wrong and, and whatever. Like, yeah. you know, it's totally embarrassing. What a While the game's going on. Shambles yeah. if man, it's wrong. You know what I mean? 15 <laughs> minutes later, yeah. I just found out they got it wrong. Yeah, yeah they got it wrong. And he, yeah, you know. Frank Lampard's going on. It's nice of them to say that it's wrong, but say if yeah. the result had gone wrong. You know what I mean? It's it just, it just yeah. it's embarrassing. And Unreal. if you don't go in 9 one I'm going home. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Just before we come to Harry, cheers. And number six. No, sorry, my, wife, my wife just bought me a glass of wine. Oh, look ah. at that. Well trained, well, mate. Well, well trained. You've been up that ladder all day. Well, well done, mate. Yeah. And well, well deserved, done. mate. Yeah. Start slating the roof. You might get a bottle of champagne. You never know. <laughs> you never know. I might do. <laughs> Harry, let's go, mate. What's your... Fo- oh, no, actually. Um, we have to we, we have to decide, do we? Um, whether VAR is going into room 101. <laughs> I'm going to disagree. Let me just open the door. Don't put it in. Don't put it in. I don't want it in because I think it can work if it's done properly. I'm with you, Harry. I think VAR can yeah, work I, I, if I, I, done I, properly. At this moment in time, it's not, is it? So it goes, yeah. Harry. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Right, okay. He's fighting his corner there. That was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. What are we saying? I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm with Harry. Um, I'm not going to put VAR into room 101. Um, joke, it? For I... the simple fact that it can it can work. He ain't got no chance, Harry. Whatever you put up now, ain't got no <laughs> chance. <Yeah>. Oh, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> I'm not putting. Yeah, I'm not going to put VAR into room 101. Hey, oh, oh, he's beat me in the quiz, and now he took me. He took me 101 thing out. I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll get. You'll get, Lee, you'll get revenge in the quiz, mate. You will. You'll get revenge. Well, that's yeah, that's that's I think we're teaming up in the next one, though, Harry. You know, so I think that's going to be... Yeah, see, exactly. <laughs> I, think, I think in the next one, we're teaming up. We're going to be a partnership, you know, so... Uh, no that's one will beat us, Harry, will they? No one will beat you two. Goodness nah. me, if, I was sending, if I'm sending you two off into a quiz, God, champions. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harry, what's your uh, first thing you'd like to discuss? So my one is going to be the Arsenal chants that our fans <laughs> sing. I, 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 no, I just think that we've got the most awful chants, and the problem is that they're always the same. At it, like, so, for example, every time Arsenal get a corner, it's Arsenal. Oh, oh, it's just the same thing over and over again. The only song that anyone seems to sing is you know they, we go through phases. So there's the Lacazette song which was a, a decent one. But then because we've got nothing else, we've rinsed the shit out of it for six months and then we get bored of it. And then you have the, had the Danny Ceballos one, you know, he eats paella and all that. And then it's just like we go through phases of these awful chants that are not intimidating in the slightest. They're not even funny. They're just so lame. And when you compare going to other grounds and you hear their crowds, and I noticed it, you know, what? I went to, um, when I went to Olympiacos, and we were in the stadium, right? And obviously we were in the corner and like we're singing 49, 49 undefeated, which, you know, it's a, it's a great achievement and we should be singing about it. And then all of a sudden this wave of aggression comes from three sides of the stadium. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa, or shit. Like that is a proper chant. Like it's just, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a problem with English football in general, though, that the culture is just very different and it's not intimidating in a stadium. And I like that intimidation in the stadium. I think it's, yeah, as long as you're not hurting people physically, I think it's quality. And I think it really gives your team a boost. So 
I think Arsenal's chance are some of the worst in the land. They're boring. They've been recycled over and over again. And to be honest, I'm just fed up of them. And I could tell you, I could be in the stadium and I could tell you, yeah, they're going to sing this one next or they're going to sing that one next because it's just so predictable. So that's what I want to throw in there. Dan, um, I don't know what to say. I'm a bit taken aback get, by that one. I, I get where he's, I do get where Harry's coming. Listen, oh, it's not often. It's not often. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen. It's not often. It's not often that I. It's not often that I agree with Harry, but I see where he's coming from here. I see where he's coming from here, right? And as much as I don't, I wouldn't want to put it forward because I like some of the charts. It's not all of the charts I hate. I get what he's saying in terms of it's not intimidating because whenever we're in the Champions League or even the Europa League. You hear a proper crowd chant when they come over. I always remember when we used to get Dortmund. Do you remember that time we always used to get Dortmund in the Champions League group stages or whatever? It was a sea of yellow chanting. It was intimidating, proper intimidating. And I don't see that we are when we go to away or the away games that I've gone to. So I kind of tend to agree with him. Where I disagree is I do think that some of the chants are historic. So I'd like them to stay. So, for example, the 49 undefeated is one that's unique to us and it is historic. So I think that it will it will be good to shout it out. Yeah, but it's what a rip-off I... of a Man United one, though, isn't it? That's what annoys mm. me. Like, we couldn't okay. come up with something. Like, they've got 20, is it 29? I think they sing. Yeah. I think that's yeah. where we got it from. That's what annoys me about it. It's just a rip-off. Like, mm. I, I like it because it's something unique in their, the words and their achievement. Mm. I, I think the two, the two, I, I, I get the Arsenal, Arsenal. Oh, I get mate, that, that one. Does, that does my head, head in. That one. That's too much. I'm like, okay, stop that one now. And I then like Red Army, Red <laughs> Army, Red Army, Red Army. Okay, let's let's stop that one now. Let's try to start another one. So I don't. It sounds pessimistic, doesn't it? And like proper down in the dumps because we should be chanting and screaming about our club. But I'm kind of half with you, Harry. I'm half with you. Go on, judges. You're going to disagree. Go on. Yeah, I totally disagree. You are. With that. I know. I can totally see his disagree. face. Look at his face. Totally <laughs> disagree. That, when they sing Arsenal, Arsenal, after we, I, I, I only sing that once we've scored. As soon as we score, they'll go mad and then that Arsenal, Arsenal cut. I think that's fantastic, right? The Danny Sabias one this season's been brilliant. Whoever made that one up, you know, um, the Gabriel Martinelli one is fantastic. You know, um, Chelsea away when they were singing that, it was absolutely spectacular in the stadium with that and I can tell you that that went on for about five ten minutes the whole of the end singing it now yeah I I, I agree sometimes when you go into Europe we, we can hardly hear but we're stuck up nine times out of ten right in the corner right as I up out of the way when they come to the Emirates they're all nicely by, by the goal and looked after never stuck up out of the way in, in you know, from, from games like that. But when you go to, have you ever been to Barcelona, Real Madrid, like, you know, I need 10, 10 lots of glasses to see what's going on down the pitch. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, it's like an ant show down there. Like, you know, you don't know what's what, you know? So, so there, there's something like that. You know, that the one that we sing about Tottenham, I do, do enjoy that. Well, that's the only thing I don't like is when they start, you go to Burnley away and things like that. And they start singing, we hate Tottenham. And there's a bit of an obsession with that. I agree with that. If, if Harry would have come up and said, I'll keep singing about Spurs all the time, I would have agreed with that. But, uh, you know, um, uh, by far the greatest team the world has ever seen, Arsenal, even though it's not true, it's still a good song and it gets everybody going, you know. So I, I think that, you, and I, I think it's quite hard to do songs as well, like, you know, so to, to make up, you know, 
Aubameyang, Aubameyang. Whoever made that one, that was a genius. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's unbelievable. Come like, on. You know? So, like, you know, um, she wore a yellow ribbon. Come on, there's some really good that's ones. A good, that's a good song. Yeah, well, yeah that's a historic one. That's a good one. That's a good one. When we come out, you know, for the FA Cup, that comes out, which is great, you know. Uh, and, and also got to think, you know, going back, you know, Arsene Wenger's magic, he wears a magic hat. When he saw the championship, he said, I'm having that. You know, they're classics. We classic drink, drink ones, together. You know? That's a good one. We drink, drink together is a great song. You know, like the one about Patrick Vieira was fantastic in its day. You yeah, know, um, I remember going down Wembley Way in 98 with that one. As you come down there, the whole of the Arsenal fans singing that was, was fantastic. So um, even though it's Harry and, and I, I was going to disagree with him, whatever, you know what I mean? I, I'm not having it with about the songs. Right? The only thing that does, the only thing, the only thing that disappoints me about the, uh, the the chanting and the singing at the Emirates is, especially European nights, we always get outsung. Always, like the Olympiacos there a couple of weeks ago. Goodness me, the noise they made. But you we know, were I, 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 we were dreadful I, that night. I, be- I, I believe, I, in my opinion, I find it embarrassing, not just Arsenal, any home team that gets out sung by the away fans. I think that's an, I think that's embarrassing. So yeah, but it happens so every game. At the when you away from, yeah, when, you know, when you go away from home uh, to all the grounds away from home, you out, we out sung Chelsea this year. You're out sung all those sorts of things because the fact of the matter is, you're all. Hardcore fans are all conjugated in one area. When you go to the Emirates, you've got pockets of it. And it's same at Anfield, same at Man United is as quiet as anything, you know, like uh, if you've ever been there and experienced that. You know, the one of the best atmospheres is Manchester City because you're all on top of each other. Tottenham was fantastic for atmosphere. Uh, you know, every time I've gone to Spurs, Spurs have got three three sides of their ground and they're right up for it. Let's, let's not get, get it wrong. And they give it, we have a little section there um, and you sing your arts out and all that. Like. But on mo- most games away from home, it, it, it's very, very quiet from the home fans. Um, you know, like Crystal Palace this season, if you, um, Lee's put in there, Crystal Palace is very, very quiet this season. They had a couple of good seasons when it was going there, but that's you know died off a little Josh. bit. They had um they had issues this season with their ultras and they refused to turn up to a load of games. You know that section behind the goal, yeah, they had in the corner. Well, Crystal Palace were having a massive argument with them because they had promised them that they could move them into the middle of the goal before the season started, and then they didn't do it because some of the season ticket holders that were there refused to move their tickets. And then there was this massive thing and they boycotted a load of games this season. Oh, yeah, so that's why that is, was then. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I see a lot of people taking the mickey out of them, but I, we don't we have our little... We've got our little crew there now that are starting to try to get the, the atmosphere going at the Emirates. I'm not quite too sure. Yeah, the Ashburton Army, isn't it? Ashburton Ash, yeah. Ash Army, is it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people taking the mickey out of them on Twitter as well, but I say fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I trying to get yeah. in there, trying to trying to start some singles. So they do, and they, they have done a little bit better this season. It's, it's, the atmosphere has been a little bit better. Yeah. This, this but it, it is very, very difficult when you've got different pockets of it all. People come into the game one minute before. See, years ago, you used to go on the North Bank and you had to get there by two o'clock or early because to get your space, to mm. get your, you know, where you all wanted to stand. And But now you've got your seat. So whether you go in there one minute from the end or one yeah, minute your after, seat's there. your yeah, seat's yeah. there. So yeah. you get people coming in just as just as it's kick off. 
And it's not, you know, how many times he says, if you watch your game at the Emirates when they come out, it's half empty. You know what I mean? Because people are having a drink or whatever and get there. And, you know, it, it's unfortunate it's modern football for the home fans. You know, like the away fans seem to be get there a little bit earlier for, for, for whatever reason. Uh, and it's just that, that that's how it is. There's okay. a snobbery as well. There's a snobbery about it. Like, for example, when those those guys, the Ashburton Army, were, were talking about um, trying to get something going in the clock and they said about bringing a drum. And then there was loads of people, oh, I don't want to hear a bloody drum all game, blah, blah, blah. Go to Olympiacos, mate. There's about 50 drums. And yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there, there's this snobbery that... You I'd love all that. Drum. I love all that. Yeah, me too. Dude, and I it's mean, coordinated. Like, it's coordinated I mean, and everyone gets we, involved. I mean, even the lower leagues. I mean, I'm a, I, I'm an avid Cork City supporter here, and I, I go up to Turners Cross. It's only forty five minutes up the road, and we, I mean, we, we had the cup final there two, two or three years ago, and like we had the, the boys had flares and in drums and trumpets, and you know the boys at the cup final when the boys were walking out onto the pitch, they set the flares off. Now that you're not allowed them, but of course the boys sneak them in. But you know the, the green flares were off, and they're all jumping up and down, holding the flares, and smoke's going everywhere, and all banging on drums and stuff. I love all that kind of stuff. That's what it's so all about. Do you know that's get behind do, your do team. You know, do you know, like uh, I won't name the person, but someone got uh, done at the Emirates for for a flare, three year banning order. Yep. Um, not not allowed to do this and do that, and was done under the uh, um, hooligan. Now I understand right. that I've got to say but they are you go very... to these foreign games and they was letting them flares off and nothing's done. Yeah, they are you know very I mean? dangerous. They are dangerous, and yeah. I'm, I'm saying it is. But yeah, yeah. but you know, there's a there's a fine line. I, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. It's a story. They've got in um in certain countries. So I know that this is the case in Greece. They got um the clubs have got agreements with um their ultras and there'll be somebody who's trained to deal with pyrotechnics that's allowed to use the flare but only that person is allowed to operate it because they've been trained and they know how to do it safely etc and that's they because they don't want to lose that they make those agreements and and it, obviously Good. it's difficult to do it here and health and safety here is much more um tight than it is in in some other places and stuff but what i'm trying to say is that there are ways of improving it but it needs everyone to be singing from the same page and unfortunately that you're never going to get that at the emirates absolutely not okay um arsenal chance an atmosphere i could put atmosphere into there as well um i'll open the door the door's open what do you reckon dan is it going in or? Yeah, I, I, I can see, I can see where Harry's going with it, but I can also see that it's part of the game that I wouldn't want to see completely get rid of. So I'm going to say no, just for the pure fact that I'm kind of fifty-fifty. If I was towards seventy or eighty, I'd say yes, but I'm not, so I'll say no for that one. Lee, it's a definite no for me, but I, I, I agree <laughs> with the atmosphere can be a little bit. Um... You know, like, but we're not changing the goalposts. It's a definite no. It's a no. <laughs> Harry, I'm sorry, mate. I'm closing yeah. the door. Yeah. Arsenal chance and atmosphere is not going into room 101. <laughs> Can I just ask, Judge, how many how many weeks have I got to expect this bitterness from the tweet? You beat me by a point, so it's at least a week. It wasn't a point, mate. It was a tie break. Oh, oh yeah, even worse. Two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Come on then, Dan. Hit us with your second one. 
the second one I've got is uh, culture and mentality at Arsenal. I feel so passionately about this one and I feel that it runs over generations of players and it's still there now. And it's still there from the Arsene Wenger players that are still at this club. And it has been there with the lack of, in my opinion, the lack of... Um, uh, of of they don't care I don't think some of these players care and it affects me it does because pe- fans do care fans travel fans pay money and our mentality is always to get behind the team and give 100% their mentality for me is not that and I look at these players that just are weak mentally on the pitch we've seen it against Olympiacos the other week the last time we saw that it was in Baku the last time we saw it was in Premier League games where we just completely crumble. We saw it in Champions League games as well as Europa League games against Monaco where we go out on away goals. Then we get absolutely battered by Barcelona and Bayern Munich. Not even close, not even close because of our lack of mental strength that Arsene Wenger used to always go on about was so strong. And then it goes back years in the Premier League. I remember on Boxing Day when we were going to be looking to challenge for Leicester and we lost 4-0 on Boxing Day to Southampton away. We were 4-0 up against Newcastle at St. James's Park and we drew 4-4 and messed it up. We went to Old Trafford with a team in 2012 which was absolute shambolic and lost 8-2. And then of course under Arsene Wenger it was his 1,000th game in the Stamford Bridge and the mentality is who cares, we'll lose 6-0. We lost 6-3 to Man City twice. We lost 5-1 to at Anfield God knows how many times. We lost by three or four goals there. And then for me, it is just a... I, I don't see any other team. We're Arsenal probably the top, let's say, easily in the top 15 in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, Arsenal. Even now, we are the top 15 in the world. I look at it and think, what other teams out of those 14 ahead of us can do what we have been doing for the last five to six years it's absolute shambolic. And that has got to be down to mentality. The Fabregas thing comes out and it just sums it up for me. The podcast with him the other day, he said that Nasri and Van Persie were the only two with the same mentality and technical ability as him. And that got him down. Fabregas was crying when they lost to Man City. Almunia, Clichy, Senderos, Denilson went out for, got, got, for dinner and went and got pissed. He's crying in his apartment hotel like, I've just lost 3-0 to Man City when I think we're going for the title. And everybody else is laughing, going and getting pissed. This stuff has got to stop for me. The mentality in this in this squad is still there and still clear today when you've got Lacazette and Ozil still playing, but their mentality is wrong. They're still playing, though, every game. So for me, mentality is and the culture of Arsenal goes into Room 101. I don't want to see players like that. I want to see that change and I want to see strong mental strength. Lee, that's a very good one, that. Um, and I'm kind of glad that's been I've been that's been brought up. Um, the mentality at Arsenal, the player, the players, the mentality of the players has been a problem for a while. Um, I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to say I don't like seeing all this like this Abamyang thing. Then with uh, Prince Boateng on Instagram there the other day, I don't think professional footballers should be allowed to do that. I, I don't. People are going to say to me, oh, but they can, why can't they have a life? Why can't they be on social media? I don't think professional footballers, I think they should be professional enough not to do things like that. Why? What is in Aubameyang's head to think, oh yeah, I'm going to go on a live Instagram there and have a discussion with a player 
um, in, who plays in Turkey about my contract and whether I'm going to sign a new contract or not. That is it's, it's ludicrous. Why would you do that um, and open up this this massive can of worms now that's open? Oh, is he going to sign? Is because because I watch it and I don't think he is going to sign. Um, from 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 what I not after that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. But well, um, we you know, what, this, this, this 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 mentality of this mentality of um, I've actually sat back and thought: is it is it the money? Are they getting paid too much money, footballers? Well, I don't think it's that. I think that, you know, listen, I think anybody with any nous about football knows that he's going at the end of this season. You know, he ain't going to stay. We all know that, like, you know, it's going to be good. Not not just for, on his sake, it's good business for Arsenal as well. If Arsenal gets 60 million, 70 million pounds for a 30-year-old player, that in two or three years' time, or even two years' time, is going to be worth nothing. That's what they're thinking of. It's, they're thinking it of purely as a business point of view. And whether you like that or not, they say they're thinking about it. And um, I, I My problem is, sorry, mate, I'm going to interrupt you there, mate, but my problem is, do you, because I don't think you do, I think you're, you're going to sing from my side, do you trust them to spend it? No, I, I don't trust them to do anything. You know, that's, that's the thing, you know. It's a difficult one, you know. But but you say about that, um, he's not the only one that does that. Like um, Harry Kane's come out this week and and basically said, you know, if uh, if yeah, they don't true. match my ambition, I'm going to go. You know, Very and um, why? And you're dead right. Why put yourself in that position? Um, but listen, no one knows what Aubameyang is actually thinking. I I, always, I think it was some somebody, um, who was it, from Barcelona, one of the old players from Barcelona, was it Petit, turned around and said, if you're thinking about going Barcelona, don't, you know, you don't know what, what it's like to be at the Arsenal. So, there are all sorts of implications in that, like, you know. But I think it, it starts from the top and it working its way down. You know, like, like it's Aubameyang's got the choice. He's got the It's all down to Aubameyang. No, it's not. Arsenal Football Club should be one coming out there and going, right, are you signing this or are you not? Otherwise, we're going to get the maximum amount of money for him. And that's what we're looking to do. And I don't think... So I think that it, when when Dan goes on about weak, I think that, that he's right because it's the, it's not just the players are weak. I think it's the whole club, the mentality from the start, from the top Culture. to the bottom. Yeah. Culture, the whole, yeah. yeah. Of yeah. it all. You know, the first club to get someone with... with um, the coronavirus is an Arsenal person, you know. It's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's unbelievable, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Weak. We are weak. We're the first ones, you know what I mean, to get it. You know, and of course, everybody else in falls down, but we're, we're the first. And, you know, I, there were a time, there was a Thank time you. when Arsenal weren't bullied it's in games. Oh, well done. Well done. Right, you, know. you must have been doing... Your decorating skills must be very, very good. That's well, I, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon she's trying to get me drunk. Well, well. Hey. Room 101 then, son. <laughs> room six, won't be room 101. Room 69, hopefully. <laughs> you know, and so there is that weak mentality... But we get bullied in games now. How many times? But I will say that that's slightly changed. But does it really need to take two years to get that uh, mentality done? So I think there's it's a lot looking at the players. I think that you know what Dan was saying. A lot of that comes down to recruitment. We've recruited weak 
mentality of players. You know, um, so for me, I, I think the, the the mentality of the club is is shambolic from start from top to bottom. So for me, you know, I hate to say, but Dan's going to get two in here, Harry. I think, right? You know, so. Um, well, yeah. Harry, but mean... look at the mentality of look at the mentality of Wolves and Sheffield United this season, and then look at the mentality of Arsenal. That's enough said, you know. Case closed. It's it's a joke. Yeah, it's I, I totally agree. Job. I totally agree. Absolutely, he's dead right. But Harry, I'll, you know, Dan and, and and Lee and me to a point, you know, the, could be negative about the mentality. But are you like me, Harry, in thinking that I think Arteta might change this mentality? Yeah, I think you can have a strong mentality without being how do I put this so I think that everybody when they say about mentality they all talk about people like Patrick Vieira they talk about Roy Keane they talk about Tony Adams and rightly so these are all guys with incredible mentalities and you know the steel that it takes to to reach the very top but those days are gone you don't get players like that anymore you don't see people like Patrick Vieira putting themselves about in the middle of the park anymore um, you know, because the game's changed in the sense of what you're allowed to get away with. Um, the, the mentality around the game has changed. You look at somebody like Pep Guardiola and you compare him to Jose Mourinho. Pep Guardiola's mentality is just as bloody good as, as Jose Mourinho's. But because he's not aggressive and because he's not angry, people don't think that the attitude is the same. And it, it actually is. You can have a great attitude and be really up for it and, and really dedicated without necessarily being aggressive in the sense like Patrick Vieira or Roy Keane were. You, you know, there's mid Jordan Henderson's an example of that, of a midfielder who works really, really hard. But you don't see Jordan Henderson doing what Patrick Vieira used to do, getting in people's faces, getting in shoving matches with people like he used to do with Roy Keane. You, you don't see that anymore. The game's changed and it's developed. I think Mikel Arteta's attitude... Um, is very good. I think he looks like he's very switched on mentally and that he's very focused in what he's doing. And he's not exactly a loud speaker or somebody that you look at and think he's intimidating. So I think it's the mentality thing. I think you can easily get um, a little bit carried away with that. I'm not saying that Dan and, and Judge are doing that, but I think people can look back at previous players and say, oh, why haven't we got a player like that who acts like that? But the game's actually changed. And if you look around world football, you won't find another Roy Keane anywhere. You know, you might no, find... Exactly right. The game has changed from those sort of guys. Exactly. Those characters are not necessarily in football anymore. And I think we just need to accept that and look at other indicators of mentality rather than just... You bring up a good point there about... Because I think the, the majority of people you brought up there, Harry, as well, were captains, yeah? Like the Roy Keane mm. and Patrick Vieira's. Look at the captains now. Look at the lack of leaders. That look at how many captains in this day and age would walk into the captains of the, those teams in the nineties and two thousands. They just wouldn't. Cesar Aspilicueta, Cesar Aspilicueta, or John Terry. Don't Steven mind anyone Gerard else, Jordan. Dan. Don't, don't mind oh. anyone else. Look at the captains that we've had. Oh my oh, god! Don't mate. It is a shambles. I mean, you forget. You're forgetting about. You're forgetting about. We support a club that gave a player the captain's armband because it was his birthday. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a joke, man. The other thing is, though, the game's changed because, you know, Tony Adams will, 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 will said this, that um, if you was having a bad game or weren't quite having a good game, what you could do was kick a couple of fellas in the game and the crowd would be get right onto you, you know, and like, oh, look at him getting stuck in. You can't do that now, you know. So if you're having a bad game, somehow you've got to, you know, and 
ride through it a little bit more. Like you mm. can't go in, in, in a, a crunching tackle uh, and get the crowd back on your side. It's 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 difficult to do that nowadays. And so I would say from that point of view, it's a lot harder. But leadership, I think, comes down from you know a, a lot of these guys were brought up in differently. They're pampered yep. now in, in the um, in the in the uh, academies and all things like that. I, I remember when. Um, I was involved doing the doing the school football when, when Charlie was playing, um, and one of the, the scouts come up to me and said, I, "I enjoy these when they play in the, the the games against the schools because they come up against players that put it about so to see how they deal with it." He says, "When they play in the academy games, it's pass pass move, no tackling. But then they was coming to the school games and getting in with people that were prepared to put in tackles. How mm-hmm. do they deal with it? You know, so that, so that's an academy scout saying, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to enjoy this.'" Uh, because of what it is so they've never really had it so when you come into it there isn't that thing now of right right you're on the field now you've got to dominate or get over that opponent it's not there it's 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 all about football it's it's a game of chess to certain degrees you know and it's a lot i would say it's a lot tougher now from that point of view than when it was back in the day you know if you go back even like Vieira, which is what 2005 2006 so 15 years ago and see how the games change in those fifteen years. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible that tackles that were flying in, you know. Um, if you even go back, Lee, if you, I mean, like I was watching a game here the other day from nineteen seventy something, and the tackling. Oh, it's unbelievable! Oh, oh my god, yeah. how has he not been taken off on a stretcher? And the referee's just like, move on. Play, yeah. like, in, in today's <laughs> game. In today's game, it's a straight red card. Exactly. So from the 70s to 2005, or whenever it was, 2006, 2007, the tackling's always been there. But now, it's not. So the game has completely and utterly changed. And I think that the characters have, have gone out of the game as well. Like what we're saying, that, you know, company was probably the last one that, you know, like John Terry before him, Tony Adams. But there isn't, you know, name another central defender that's that's like that now. You know, in the whole league, it's very very difficult to say, isn't it? You know, Van mm. Dyke, um, probably, and, and and but you know, you're, you're struggling. Yeah, well, this is where the game has changed, isn't it? I mean, the central defenders now are so clued into positional awareness now that they're not having get, to make these tackles. Do you know, you get players that are made captain, maybe not because they're natural ball leaders, but because they lead by example in what they do. So, like, you look at Lionel Great Messi. Point. And, you know, he's the Barcelona captain, not because he goes around the pitch telling everybody what to do, but because when you're in trouble, when you need to turn to someone, he's your man. And that that has come into the game a little bit more. You saw, you even saw it at Arsenal when Fabregas got the captaincy. You saw it when Thierry Henry got the captaincy. You know, it was, it's often used as A, a bargaining chip to keep somebody at a club. Yeah, um, it's a bit right of a point. Yeah, how did that work out for us? <laughs> Everyone we made captain left. Yeah, exactly. But commercially, to have your your star man as your captain makes sense as well from sponsorship's point of view. I know we hate talking about that, but it is a reality nowadays. So there are other factors that, that make a captain these days. And there's players I look at. Like, for example, if you look at Arsenal, you'd say that Socrates or David Lewis are more vocal you know, than some of the other players, but you wouldn't make them captain because you just, it, mm. it just doesn't fit. So sometimes it's 
a different factor that's, that's but it's been... not just it's not just the captains is it because look at these players that have left and people have slated they hate Sanchez for leaving for ambition they hate Fabregas for going to try and yeah. win the Champions League they hated the way Van Persie went these players went because the mentality around them was so bad that they wanted to go and try and win yeah. the league well and I think you know this Fab- I, I they think did, Fab- they yeah, did I, go and yeah. win the league I think, I, mean? Fabri- so, I think this this Fabregas podcast really. Um, yeah, I mean, for man. me, I mean, like I'm I'm sitting there and you know and I'm hating on Van Persie and I'm this and I'm that. When you listen, you know, and Nasri, when Nasri left, oh, he's going for the money. No, he probably didn't. He probably went for medals, and, and Van Persie probably went for medals, and and they all yeah. won stuff. So how can yeah. you? They've all won stuff, yeah, yeah. man. Exactly, yeah, yeah. man. They've all yeah, won yeah. stuff. Even Oxlade Chamberlain now. He's come back to the Emirates a few times. People around me booing him. Shut the hell up, man. He's going to go and win the, the the league and Champions League again, whatever it be, yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah. So what is it? Why is he? Why are we booing this guy? This is a guy who was a great servant to Arsenal and he didn't want to leave. He was told at the end of the day that, you know, we ain't really going anywhere. Fill your boots. So yeah. he's gone and he's gone to Liverpool. I can't hate these players. It's not like they're not, they're not even like Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. Okay. Is it is perhaps a bad choice? Fabregas, Van Persie, Nasri, all these players that have left Sanchez, they're not from London. They're not Arsenal fans. Yeah, they don't give a shit. So that... they don't care. Yeah, yeah, they're they're yeah, going to yeah. go and win trophies. So that's There's what no, they've yeah. done. There's no loyalty anymore. We, no, we there ain't loyalty yeah. anymore. There we ain't know that. Anymore. We know that. So poor mentality for me. With Oxlade Chamberlain, I do feel that he had a, had, had a, an affinity to Arsenal, I, I, I think. But you know, when he was listen, he was badly managed. If I'll be it honest, by, by certain things, and and um, you know, he, did, he was a little bit injury prone. I think they thought that that was a good deal. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it, it's you can't argue with the mentality of it, of it all from from start to finish, and. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I mean, most players, players. Have, yeah, most players that have left us have gone on to win things. Clichy, Sagna, Fabregas, Nasri, Van Persie, um, Sanchez, Aubameyang will probably leave and join. Well, it comes, it comes a time when to, uh, yeah. all those players, right? And, I, and I'll say this now with Van Persie, certainly with Sanchez, uh, it could not so much with Fabregas because he was always going to go back to Barcelona, right? There was always that. But when these players, Nazari and whatever, they've probably turned around and said, right, what what are we doing? Who are we going to buy? Who are we going to get this? Who are we going to get to come in? Van Persie come out and said that. You know what I mean? Now, if you'd have gone in for that, uh, I don't think Van Persie would have left Arsenal if they'd have come in and said, well, we're signing so-and-so, 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 and and we're going to go on and try and really Mm -hmm. go and win the league. You know, don't forget, these guys have been at the club as youngsters with all those top, top players of the Omri's, Vieira's, Burkamp's at the club. And now they're always saying, so who are you going to sign now? Oh, well, we, I think we, we might, we, we're going to sign uh, Alex Song from here. We're going to sign so-and-so from here. And, uh, they want to do here. No, we're going to go and sign... Um, Alonso. Alonso. We're going to go and do this and we're going to go and do that. And that would have made these players sign. But yep. the fact of the matter is, what happened was, and uh, certain players like Sanchez, like uh, Nasri and all that, like, well, I'll tell you what, you come to Manchester City or you come to, to Man United, we'll double your money and you will have what you want in in, in place in this team. And that is exactly what's happened. Yeah. You know, so not only are they getting the money, you know, I have arguments with my mate at, at work who's a Spurs fan saying, oh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Walker's out of all the leaving. I said, why is he out of all the leaving? He doubled his money. He only left for money. I said, no, he doubled his money. And also on the, 
that, which is great, but the cherry on the cake was that he was always going to win trophies. Mm. And and the end at the end of the day, that's what a player wants to do. Yeah, exactly. They still want to win trophies, but at the end of it, it's it's all about earning. It's all about getting that little bit of money as well, like you know. And and if you can get both, hey, great news, great day. Right, I'm opening the door. Yeah, put it in there. Put it in there. Arsenal mentality. Yeah, stick it in there. It's in. Arsenal mentality is in room 101. Now, we were going to do three each, but I think we're going to stick it to two. Because, yeah, I'm um, going to change my one, make it a little bit quicker as well. All right, yeah, all right. All right, <laughs> are you in a rush? No, no, I'm just saying that, you know. <laughs> okay, no problem. Lee, what's your second one, mate? Changing of the away colour shirt. Oh, <laughs> I'm fed up with it. I'll tell you what, mate, that is a bloody good one. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with this shirt, man? What's wrong with no, this shirt? No, no, Listen, Arsenal, red and white, yeah, yellow and blue. Yellow and All blue. All of a sudden, like, they're changing the colours to blue, uh, black. White. White. Won't you let one, one Jesus, two, we've that, had navy and maroon. Remember yeah, that? you know what I mean? Horrible like, thing. Oh, mint, worst one was mint green the other season. Oh, mint, yeah. that was oh, horrible. That mint green one. Like, that was horrible, wasn't it? Just for that one, it's just got to go into the locker, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? Now, <laughs> going back in the day, now you lot wouldn't remember this, but in, in 81, 82 season, I think, we went into a green kit for, for the one and only time. It was pelters, absolute pelters on it, like, you know what I mean? As it happens, it become an iconic kick. But it weren't that. Now, now, go back all this time. It's acceptable. Oh, I'll tell you what we do. We're throwing a fur kit and all to make some more money. It's a money maker. That's all it is. Yellow and blue, red and white. That is it. The rest are shite. Right? That's we a great one. Like, That's a know? great one. And they chuck them in and it's all like, oh, we'll have, a, we'll have another kit. When we all fall for it, we all fall for it. You know, a third kit. Third kit in Europe and things like that. Well, I never had a third kit when we was, you know what I mean? Like, it used to be like, if in the day, if, say, for instance, she was playing, um, I don't know, a team was playing at, at dark shorts on, you'd play the yellow shirt, white shorts, mm-hmm. yellow socks. It was That's yeah, right. I can, I can remember that. Yeah, proper. You know what I mean? Like, none of this, oh, because they've got white socks on. Yeah. I, 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 I can remember watching Arsenal playing in the yellow and blue top, red and white shorts and red socks. Because it clashed. I think they might have done at one stage, Craig. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might have had four ones when you was watching that. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> uh, but, but that, that, that's for me. I, I just think it's, you know, tradition for me. Um, yes, mess about with it a little bit. Put the stripe down the, down the leg or put it across here like they have done. But stick to your tradition. And what annoys me about it is they never do it with the home kit. Why? Because everybody would go in uproar. So why do they do it with the with the second kit? That's my one. It's a good one, Lee. It really Thank is a good one. Much. Harry, um, what, what's your? Oh, I mean, my go against it, Harry. Yeah. Yes, my my, my thoughts. I'm with Lee on that one. Thank uh, you. Red, you know, red <laughs> and white. Yeah. And especially, <laughs> you know, especially, I think of a lot of fans my age. Um, my, you know, my first one of my first, earliest Arsenal memories is obviously watching. Arsenal beat Liverpool at Anfield in 89 in the living room with me old man and you know the iconic yellow and blue kit that we'd done it in um, will always stick with me that top you know that that, that JVC shirt 
um, will always stick with me. And I always want to see that colour because uh, it's, it's iconic. It's, it's, it's our colours. I agree with Lee. This, this thing of the third kit for away European trips and all this rubbish... For me, it should be if we're at home, it's red and white. If we go to it, if we go to play a team away from home who have got a yellow kit, then we wear red. Simple. What 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 are your thoughts, mate? Uh, I, I get where you are coming from, and I think you're right. And I'd like. Oh, here we go. I am a traditionalist. I like Arsenal to wear yellow um, away, and I like Arsenal to wear red and white at home. But really, do I give that much of a shit that I get angry about it? No, not really. I think there's a simple solution to football kits, and this would cause no clashes. Your kit has to be all one colour. So when you're at home, you wear all red, and when you're away, you wear all yellow. And then there's no nonsense with this socks and that shorts and the referee's kit and this and that, because how many times have we seen teams have to wear different socks or shorts because the referees were in a colour? It's nonsense. Uh, like I, I agree with Judge with the yellow. I well, think the referee not hard. wearing black is nonsense. Yeah, exactly. You know, you see him wearing pink or light blue. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Referee black, simple. Yeah, What's exactly. wrong? It's done, dusted. Exactly. So I, I agree with Judge. I think it should be um, yellow and blue away, uh, red and white at home, the traditional Arsenal colours. But like, I hear people, people moaning about, oh, we've got this kit, we've got that kit. But you're the ones that bloody buy them. So why are you buying them? Like if, if you're that bothered about it, don't buy them. Just buy the home and the away one. Or I don't, don't mind. I don't mind, Harry. I'm going to say this now. I don't mind if they want to have a third kit and mess about with that. Mess about with a third kit. You know what I mean? But like, uh, but but the the away kit be yellow and blue. And someone's putting up there. You know, should the socks be red or white? That's a very good because the traditional was that when growing up as a kid, they was red. So. That's a, uh, but I, I don't mind. But remember when they brought them out? Then was it was it? Oh God, was it ninety ninety one when they brought the red socks out? But when you folded them over, the tops were white. The Adidas ones. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I know. I know the ones you're on about. Yeah. That's um. It's a tough one. That one. I, I, I'm like I agree with you. If you want to put it, chuck it in the room, man. Chuck it in the room. I think so. I think it is a great shout because I think that it should be yellow and blue and red and white. I remember, was it a couple of years ago that we had to uh, wear our away kit at home because it was clashing? I'm sure I haven't made that up. I remember I remember celebrating a goal and they were all in yellow. I remember you used to have to play European games at home. No, there was it was European, it was. European, yeah, it was European, European game. game. Because wasn't it their kit got lost Walcott or something? scored, I remember. Oh, was that what it was? Oh, okay, fair enough. There, was, was, a time it clashed, that, it, yeah. there was a time in Europe I, that you, if 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 it was a color clash, you the home team would change. Mm. No, there yeah, wasn't a color is... clash. We we played in the Europa League. We were playing it some team from bloody I don't know wherever. It was like Cora bag or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, they brought two, they packed the two kits, but they they the airline that they travel with somehow or well they they blamed it on the airline. But I think the story was that they actually forgot to pack one of the kits. So when they arrived to the Emirates Stadium and the kit man opened the, opened the bag, it was red and they didn't have any more there kit. They should so so that's a typical I example. Yeah, so I think Arsenal had to wear, I believe it was the yellow one. Or yeah, a it third. was. Was it, it was the yellow, yellow one? one yeah. It was the yellow one because I remember, I, I remember it. Uh, I remember yeah, we had to wear the yellow one. Yellow. Yeah. So for me, yellow and blue, 
Red and white. I think it deserves to go in room 101. I think it's a good shot, Judge. Okay. I'll give you that. Judge, I'm opening it, mate. I'm picking it up. Here it is. The <laughs> Stick that one up your pipe, Harry. Interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> It's in the bitterness, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, your chance for redemption here is, mate. Pick it good. And Harry, listen, your no second... pressure. Not, no pressure, Harry. But me and Dan have got one in. All right? I'm just no pressure. I've got right, two in, mate. I've got two in, mate. Two in. So but no pressure, Don't go Harry. down with the old whack, whack, do you? The old duck. It's just... Uh... <laughs> whack, 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 whack. All right, I'm going to go with... Um... Half and half scarves. Oh, unbelievable. I've got zero issue with half and half scarves. So if I went to the Bernabeu and there was a Real Madrid Arsenal scarf with a date on it, et cetera, et cetera, I might be tempted to buy that because that is a souvenir. That is something that I'm going to remember. It's a classic place to go and play football. Um, same as if you play Bayern or Milan or whatever. I get all that. And I get when lower league teams come to the Emirates and they get them and and stuff. And, and you know, it's a, it's a day out. What I don't get is when I see Arsenal fans, I think it was last season or season before, buying a half Arsenal, half Huddersfield town scarf. What the f- <laughs> I'm going to agree with you there, mate, because I remember when we played, as a lot of you know, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a, um, a, a love for Ipswich as well. I have a connection with Ipswich. And I remember when we went, me and my brother went to the semi-final at the Emirates. I bought a half and half Arsenal and Ipswich scarf because I said to myself, this ain't never going to happen again. This ain't never going to happen again. Ipswich Town are never going to play <laughs> Arsenal in a semi-final of a cup competition ever again. So I bought one. And I have it upstairs. I've got yeah, it upstairs. Don't late. worry about him. <laughs> Don't worry about him. Um, so, yes, I, I agree. I didn't hear the wobble. Hold on yeah. a minute. Like I agree. I, I didn't hear that. I did not hear that. I, I agree. That. I agree with Harry. Um, for, for a special occasion... A half and half. I can see why people would buy a half and half scarf, but then it's I have a, to. A tourist. I agree with him on the fact that why would you buy? I mean, I saw people. Uh, why would you? You've gone and bought one and just said that you have. I yeah. saw people with half and half Arsenal Spurs scarves. No, that's what's all that no, about? That can't be no. right, man. No, that's no, shocking. no, 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 no. I, can't, I mean. What's this the fellow who was... Who was well, the who only was reason you can get one of them is because when you're wiping your arse, you can smile at the Arsenal, right? You know what I mean? That's the only <laughs> time you can buy one of them. But... Come on in, Lee. Half and half scarves. Come on. Look, listen, I think... I, I, I understand. This is how I understand it. Like, if I was to go to an Arsenal versus Barcelona game or an Arsenal-Real Madrid game, I would never, ever buy a half and half scarf, right? Never would do. But say, like... You know, I was very fortunate enough to be invited to the uh, Champions League final of uh, Real Madrid versus Juventus back at, um, in Wales, in Cardiff. Now, if they had a half and half scarf then, I would have probably bought that as a souvenir. To say, like, oh, I've got... Whoa, 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 whoa. So, 
What about the people then that are buying the Arsenal? But like Harry said, what about the people who are buying the Arsenal Barcelona half and half well, scarf for I'm a souvenir? If, if you listen to what I'm saying, because you're a neutral of, of both sides. So I didn't. I wasn't supporting either side that day. You know, I was just going to watch two good teams, right? I, hence, I didn't buy one anyway. But I'm just saying that is when I would actually buy. I can understand if someone like a tourist has come over from Singapore, or come over from China, or come over from. Taiwan or wherever they're coming from, like, you know, America, and they're going to one and only game is Arsenal versus Crystal Palace. I can see why they why they buy them. I can't see why an Arsenal fan would want to buy one or a Crystal Palace fan, fan buy one. So if you've got a tourist, say, coming over from LA, it's his first game, it's Arsenal Spurs, I could see him going, oh, you know, Arsenal Spurs, the mentality by that. But for me... I think it's a no-go. It's a no-go. It's a no-go. And I would never, ever buy one. But I can see why people would buy them. But, um, I, you know, it, like, listen, if, I'm, if, we're going to, uh, if we're going on a Chinese tours and we're getting in the coach and one of my mates comes up with, a, with an half and half, half, we're playing Knott's Forest, he's got an Arsenal not, a Knott's Forest uh scarf on he ain't coming on the bus it's as simple as that like you know what I mean <laughs> end of like you know so for me it's a definite no-no Dan I, I agree mate I just don't get it is it Mars Gunners put something great in here if you want a, pro, a souvenir go and buy a programme for me I can't deal with with yeah, half brilliant and half point. scarves brilliant point I think it is an absolute joke that people buy half and half scarves and for me Harry is going to get a point because I think that does need to go to room 101 He's pulled it out of the bag. Well, look, I've just got to tell everybody look, this it was not even in his list that he wrote down. He's just <laughs> thought, like, yeah, I mean, tactical <laughs> decisions going on here, like, yeah, I mean, he's totally gone on for a for you know, for this face, let's face it, he's gone on to the old no brainer, he's always guaranteed getting in it, like, but well done, Harry, well done, like, you know. Well, I call that, I call that using his head, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta do it. It's a great substitution, Harry. That's just master stroke, mate. Harry, even though I've got one, half and half scarfs are going into room 101. Bosh. In they go. Done. Are you in a rush? Will we go for number three? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm out. Let's go for number three. Dan, what's your third one? Number three is one that I feel quite confident will go in there as well. Allowing I'll players be the con- judge of that. I'll be the judge Allow- of that. <laughs> allowing players' contracts to run down continuously. How we can allow contracts to run down still to this day and age is beyond me. You look at the situation with Van Persie, with, uh, and we said that won't happen again. Uh, Nasri and uh, Clichy. And then, obviously, the Fabregas one was a bit different. Obviously, Van Persie come next. And then we were told that won't happen again. Then Sagna went to Man City because his, his, his contract was up and we didn't want to offer him uh, the, the chance to stay. And then we were told it won't happen again. And then we get Sanchez and Ozil in the same situation, one of them which gets put on a ridiculous wages to stay and we're stuck with him still. The other one goes... Uh, in a swap deal to another rival in Man United. And then we're told, right, that won't happen again. Aaron Ramsey, he then goes and leaves on a free transfer, as does Danny Welbeck. 
And then we get told that's definitely not happening again. We've got a new board. Raul's coming. Uncle Raul, as everyone calls him. And then the same thing's happening with Aubameyang now. How can this be right? Yeah, this he was the one who's dead. Ridiculous. Anyone who hasn't signed the contract with a year to go can, will, will be sold. Will be sold. Yeah. What a yeah. joker. Dan, so for me, crazy. Yeah, because we're running out of time, mate. I'm not. We're not even going to debate it because it doesn't even need debating. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it does. No, 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 it don't, no, 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 it no, don't need debating. Go down as recruitment, which is already what? in one note. Which is already yes. in He's from one on as well. Bloody hell, yeah, man! Yeah, second. Ah, uh, that's not recruitment. It's part of the recruiting stuff. So that, you yeah. know, recruitment when is already in room one. Yeah. Contract negotiations. Contract man. negotiations are in room one. one. Well done, Dan. Bosh. Ha- Shut. Hattrick. Hattrick. Judges. Hat-trick Lee judges. judges. What's your third one? I'm actually getting a bit drunk. Lee. Um, <laughs> dodgy central defenders. I've had enough of them. Come to the club. I've been 30 years of age and can't defend. No good. I've not really, I, I, I'm going to say this like, growing up through my life, right? You know, people, like the first two central Bless defenders you, Harry. I really knew Bless you, Harry. was, uh, was, um, uh, put me off my stride, Harry. Just sorry, Lee, sorry. I sneezed it deliberately. <laughs> was David, o, David O'Leary, Willie Young, right? Yeah. Willie Young was much maligned, right? Okay. You know, he'd walk into this team now. You know what I mean? He'd be the best centre-half that I've ever seen. Then growing up after about Willies. Huh? He's grown a goatee and he's talking about Willies. Right, right, right. right, right. Hey, Willie Young. I could see And that was a great song that Spurs made up about him. Do you want me to sing it? You know what I mean? Go on, sing it. He shot. He come. All over Willie Young, Terry Neal. That's not the oh, first thing just to see. Sorry about that. But that was a good little bit of banter. So, um, but then obviously, like Martin Keown, Tony Adams, Steve Bold, these players, you know what I mean? Like, and then, then, then along comes Sol Campbell. And then, you know, I, I, I put Val Malin in it. But, and then from then on, you know, people think that Koscielny's a great centre half. You know, Socrates, Louise, Scalacci, uh, um, Mustafi, Mustafi, Mertesacker. You know, all right, Mertesacker, but nothing special. Um, what was the one that, um, that they all oh, for off? Send her off. I've had enough of them. I know Hang on a minute. I, I think you, Senderos was sent her off all the way to the Champions League final. Senderos. That's true, man. <laughs> Very hard. Right. Very harsh. Very harsh. He Pascal was our centre half. He was. I, I quite liked him because he had a good air stuff. So I'm letting him go. Like he played centre half all go. the way to the Champions League final. Not all the way to the face. Sylvester. 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 That's another Sylvester, one. Sylvester. Another one. I've had enough of the Latvian warrior. God, yes. Well, thank you, Danny. Stefanos. Yeah. You don't even want it. Yeah. You can't, you're only saying that because you can't spell Stefanos. I can't even say it, Dan. You know what I mean? But there you go. <laughs> so. When I'd like to be able to buy a central defender, that's us to buy a defense, central defender and go, whoa, that's it. I'm going to go and get that on my shirt, the yellow and blue shirt, by the way, like on the back or something like that. I haven't been out. Who would it yet. be, Lee? Who would it be? Well, uh, look, listen, if we got that, what's his name, Dan, the one that they're talking about? The centre half. Yeah, Upper Meccano. Upper Meccano. He ain't coming to Arsenal. Well, uh, well, as someone that, that that's what I'm gonna say. If he does come, I'll have my shirt. I'll, that's what I do. But we we had not had no one. You can go. 
Oh, do you know what? I was talking to, who was I talking to? I think I talked to my brother, who's a Spurs fan on FaceTime the other day. I, I remember when we signed Sol Campbell, right? I jumped off the ladder. I was at work, like, you know what I mean? Going mad because it was such a big statement and a big um, ambitious, yes, this is going to make us. Centre-halves we get now. Can we get now? I, I just oh, think... Go like, easy, we, mate. Go yeah, I know. They're just, just smashing up the room now, like, you know what I mean? But the centre-halves that we get now, they're just not... They're not... They don't excite me and that's the reason why I want to... Do you know, what, know, do you know what worries me? Is that Skilacci, Sylvester, Senderos, we've got all of these players, Stepanovs, all start with an S, and we've just signed William Saliba. Very hard. I hope, that's not, I hope that's not a bad omen, man. I hope that's not a bad yeah, omen. Yeah, you're allowed that. to have that one because, as is pointed out in the comments by Dave Atkinson, that's recruitment, isn't it? Yeah, I don't, yeah, that's a, that's actually very true. Dave, go, go, mate. Let's have a cup of tea, will ya? <laughs> and leave the kettle off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look, one tonight, look, any. We all know, and as Arsenal fans, we are not signing the new centre half because of William Saliba. Well, you know, as a end of story. We're not signing, we will not. We will not sign another. We will not sign a new centre half this year, Lee, because of Saliba coming. Simple right, as right. that. And, and that's why we've got a. Um, it's got a guy in the one hundred and one, then, isn't it? Well, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what Harry's got to say first. See if he changed my mind. Harry, what do you so, got to say about that, mate? With the centre-half thing, first of all, it is recruitment. So I'll scrap it for that. But let's see as we're going to entertain it. I'm having a head wobble. I'm having a head wobble. <laughs> Seeing as we're going to entertain it, I think with the centre-half thing, I think that it's very easy to just sit there and say, oh, you know, we they're all crap and then they're, they're no good. The fact is that Arsenal were never ever set up for any centre-halves to succeed. And there was times where you could have put the Van Dyke there and we would still leaked goals because as a team, we were just not set up properly. Look at Leicester's title win inside. Robert Hoof and Wes Morgan centre-halves. Robert Hoof is a, a Chelsea reject. And who the hell was Wes Morgan? Like Nobody even knew who he was before Leicester come back to the Premier League. So the point I'm trying to make is that, yes, it helps to have good centre-halves, of course it does, but if you can't set your team up right, if your midfield don't protect them, if your full-backs don't do their job as well, then you can make some of these players look worse than they actually are. Some of these players like Skilacci, done a decent job at other places. Um, you know, Mikhail Silvestre at Manchester United wasn't a complete disaster, was he? So what I'm trying to say is the, a lot of these players were made to look worse. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's easy to say that they're all crap, but ultimately Arsenal haven't been able to defend for the best part of 15 years. And it's yeah. not just, it doesn't matter. Sol how many... Campbell left. Yeah, exactly. But Sol Campbell was exceptional. But well, if that's you, what we need. You can defend well with decent centre-halves if your team is set up, right? That's my point. And, uh, but the final point, to wrap it all up, is it's bloody recruitment. So I think it should be scrapped. <laughs> I have a predicament here, Lee. I have a big predicament. It is recruitment. Harry's kind of turned my my head. If he does, I'm I'm walking off the show in protest. I'm walking <laughs> off the show in protest because if you think that those centre halves should be allowed to get get you know, oh, I don't know. I think it's very Rob, harsh. On, uh, Rob Holding was good. Yeah, he was a good signing before, like, but 
He's not. He's, All right, you know, I'm putting him in. I'm putting thank you very much. I'm opening much. it up. Yeah. <laughs> going in. <laughs> <laughs> he had you on tonight, man. First, he tried to. <laughs> <laughs> now he's coming uh, on down doing the same thing. Basically, repeated what Dan said. <laughs> Come on, what's your last one? Come on, what's your last one, mate? Let's go. My last one, Scarf. This is me off most when I go to an Arsenal game. Is when the opponent wins the toss and they attack the and we attack the clock end in the second half. And we attack the North Bank in the first half. That drives me mad because I look forward to seeing Arsenal attack my end in the second half. And it, it shouldn't really matter because you still get a half of football at your end. But it really winds me up. It gets under my skin. And, and the teams that do that, I know they've done it purely just to piss us off because they would surely prefer to attack their fans in the second half. So it's just an irritation of mine. So I thought I'd put it in there. That's a good one. And obviously, the only um... what you what you're saying, Harry, is in that the, these clubs should be respect the honour of, um... and they should let us attack the clock end. No, I think they should. There should be a toss. Do you win the kickoff or not? Yes or no. And if you don't, you don't get this to decide what end you attack. It should just be flick the coin. Yeah, you get the kickoff first. Yeah, yeah. yeah whoever yeah. wins get chooses if they get the kickoff first half or second half. And the thing with ends shouldn't be shouldn't come into it. So Arsenal, should, so, what, so well. Arsenal should always attack the clock end. First, first half. half. Yeah. I find it weird that the away fans would be annoyed um, as well. Because when you look clock. at the when you look at yeah, when you look at the away fans, like they're then getting the same as us, they're getting the raw deal as well. So exactly. it's just a bit bizarre. Don't really get that one at all. So well, I think it's just up the I think Arsenal have done it at Anfield on a couple of occasions. Not not every time, but on, on a couple of times. I think well, we Arsenal have done it. To change it around, like that. <laughs> but it's tradition, though, isn't it? I mean, we'd, I've done that since I was a kid. I've flicked a coin and change ends, and you know, I mean, yeah, it's just in the rules that they can do. It's changed now, isn't it? Because uh, you used to have the choice; you could either kick or um, or change ends, yeah, or change. But when you toss the coin now, you you choose ends. Okay. So um, I can remember, like, being, like playing. So in, what Harry's know. saying is spin it around. You know, what I mean, to to the other way around. And I, I, I think I'm going to have to. Uh, Agree with what he's saying. Yeah, I I, I agree with it. I, yeah, <laughs> I do agree with it. Yeah, I do agree with what he's saying. I do as well. The other way around that. All right. The Look, we'll finish off the, that. Harry, room one hundred and one is open. It's gone in, mate. It's closed. It's a good point. It's a good one, is it? It's a good one. Think, a very good one. I mean, I, I, can I don't remember, think that I can remember as a schoolboy playing playing for playing for my hometown club, Clacton Town. We went and played this. We went and played this club in the cup one one weekend, and the pitch was on a hill. <laughs> and like I was captain, and like I actually said it to the boys. I said, "What, what do you want to do? Like, do you want to shoot down it? Because like, obviously, shooting down here, you're going to have the advantage first half. Shooting uphill, second half. What are we going to do? So we said that we'd shoot down nil first half, and you know, try and get as many goals as we could. But we ended up losing anyway. But you know, for Quite that kind scoring. of for for that kind of thing. <laughs> What's the point of telling that? <laughs> because it's relevant, isn't it? What end do you want to shoot? Because <laughs> you lost. You know, I mean, what, what would have been a great story is, yeah, we went down there, we went 3-0 up and we hung on to win 3-2. But now you come back and say that you lost.
Yeah, well, we did lose. <laughs> we did lose, and we did lose. But it's, it's a relevant story. Got nowhere to go, isn't it? Like, you want to, you want to, you want you want to you you shoot down. You want to shoot downhill first, don't you? <laughs> yeah, if you won the game, yeah. But if it didn't, it no, didn't we matter, lost. Did it? We lost. Didn't matter. I scored that trick. Huh? Oh, did you? What from goal? In goal? No, I played up front for my last my last schoolboy year. Really? Thirty eight got thirty eight goals. Colchester in District Youth League B Division top scorer. Oh, B division. Yeah, oh, B division. Top score. Oh, how, many fucking to- how many top scorer medals you got? Uh, None. Fuck off. <laughs> now, thank you, for- thank you for everyone watching. I haven't got none in the B team, though. Like, you know what I mean? No, B league. No, you know B I mean? Just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. B league, not B, oh, B, not B team. B league. B league. B league. Yeah. 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 How many have you got in the A league? Uh, uh, not many. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, 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 have gone, I'd have gone back and go. Um, yeah. <laughs> thanks to everyone who has been watching live. I hope you all enjoyed it. And um, that was uh, was a good show. Really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, enjoyed that. Um, good laugh. Yeah. Do you know what, Timbuktu? I am feeling a bit pissed actually. Um, <laughs> sure. Look, you know. That's that's or blame my wife for that. I, I reckon she's. Just, I'm going to say this now. She just wants you to fall asleep. Probably. <laughs> probably. And you know what? Like, it's, not, it's not even a joke. It's probably the truth. Yeah. Is there any power in the form of that glass? No. I have. No... Right, of all the times we've been doing this, I've just got to say this. Of all the times we've been doing this, right? I've never seen your wife. Um, Offer you a drink at, at any stage, and it's, it seems very strange tonight. <laughs> or tonight, tonight. <laughs> she age, you know what I mean? Okay, you know what I mean? Well, I think, it, no, I think is I there think, any reason for that, or is it is because you're in isolation she, and you're pissing her off, or what? I don't I know. No, I think, I think I'll, I'll be honest with you, I think she's feeling a bit guilty. What you've been uh, up that ladder all day, yeah, you know, so I probably deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that always a gooner comment. Look at that. What's that? <laughs> Where are we? Save you telling her more stories <laughs> about your school. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yes, yes, yes. Always away, isn't it? Always take the piss. Do you know what? Every time we do this, before we end, it's always take the piss out of Craig, isn't it? Uh, always, yeah. always, always. But it's been a we great show, really lad. Much. It's been a great show. An absolute pleasure um, to be in your company again. Thank you, Dan, very much indeed. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, Matt, boys. Thanks very much. Hattrick, judges. Hattrick, mate, just to let you know. Well done, well done, well done. Well, well done. actually, yeah, Dan wins, does he? I think Dan wins. Well, what a competition, was it? Well, yeah. It what? is, room 101. Yeah, that's the show. Someone wins yeah. at the end. Someone wins at the end. Yeah, I didn't beat him tonight, so it can't be a competition, is it? Well, <laughs> well he, he got free in. He got free in, so I think we'll crown him the winner. Uh, yeah, judges, right. thank you yeah. very much indeed, sir. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was a good show. That was. It was thanks, good. thanks for the invite. Thank you. Right, yeah. Thanks for what you mean. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> just saying, just saying, <laughs> like, I can't wait till next week for the old scories. I tell you, like, I mean. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll think of a, I'll think of a better one next week. I'll think of a, I'll think of a better one. <laughs> Hey, oh, that won't long. take you long, will it? That won't take you long. Oh, oh there's plenty. Oh, there's plenty of stories. <laughs> plenty of stories. I'll tell you about the story about when I got nutmegged in training at Ipswich and John Walk took me aside and had a go at me. Well, hey, that yeah. would have been a better story straight away, like. Yeah. I mean. had, a, had a proper go at me. Couldn't believe it. 
Oh, I'll tell you about the time when John Lyle told me that I couldn't catch a cold. Blimey. I'll tell you what I did enjoy, enjoy story-wise, was uh, Graham's uh, Graham's story the other week about Boris Johnson. That did make me laugh, that one. Was it? Do you want a photo? No, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool either. Yeah. No, but what, what, would have, what, what would have been good was if Boris Johnson turned around and went, no, no, I want a photo with you. You're great yeah. on yeah. Marvel Fan <laughs> TV. <laughs> <laughs> Harry, as always, thank you very much, mate. Thank you, man. It's been good. It's been nice to have some laughs this evening as yeah, well. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. Listen, lads, uh, thank you very much for staying with us um, and watching us. Uh, I hope, you know, this horrible isolation thing that we have to do, but look, we've got to do it. Um, big up to all the people who are working for the NHS, all the people yeah, in the yeah. UK, big up all the people here in Ireland working for the HSC, which is pretty much the same thing as the NHS. Thank you very much for everything you're all doing. Um, if any, I don't know if anyone's watching is working on the front line or has been working on the front line. We appreciate everything you, you, you're doing. Um, we'll do our bit. We'll stay indoors. You know, we'll we'll try and lighten the load. Look, but look. At the end of the day, I know, I know, I know it's a pain in the ass, and I know it's a pain in the tits. But look, we've got to stay indoors. If we're going to do, if we got, if we could do one thing to help people, and that is to stay in. Um, it's not only helping other people; it's helping yourself. So, look, if you, if you, if if you've got to go out, and it's a necessity. Then obviously you know go, but if if it's not a necessity, like I've, I've, people here in Ireland are going down the road to go and have a cup of coffee, and this are oh, just fucking you know the use your head. So listen, the longer it's going to go on for absolutely, Harry. Yeah. You know, yeah. the longer you deny yeah, yeah. it, yeah, stay. just stay yeah. indoors. I mean, look, I'm here with you know I, I I love my families a bit, but it's cabin fever already. I'm only here a week. Do you know what I mean? But it, it's got to be done. Um, so look, please listen to what you're being told. Um, and the quicker, you know, the quicker we adhere, the quicker it'll all be over. Hopefully, fingers crossed. We were going to be back on Thursday. We are going to be talking um, the greatest, well, not the greatest, but our greatest Premier League eleven. We'll see you Thursday. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other. Stay safe. Up the Arsenal. Up the Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.